Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 263. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off Road Fresh off of St. Patrick's Week, Andy. St. Patrick's Week. Wow. Thank you. It's a whole week now. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and listen to our sports podcast right after this. Oh, yeah, Andy. It's, you know, I say that because, I mean, the food lasts. I just cleared my leftovers yesterday of uh, for my Thursday feast extravaganza. Um, I made corned beef for my first time. I had a little bit of help from you because you're the uh, resident expert. Did you make a, a fresh batch on uh, St. Patrick's Day? Yeah, I did. Yes. No. Nah. How did yours turn out? Are you still eating it? How how long do you let it go before you make sure you finish it all? I still have a very, very, very tiny amount that I will finish off after this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have I still have more sides than I do. Everything else. I ran into that problem too. And I was like, eh, yeah. they're probably good, but I'm kind well, of also cooked. over carrots and potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> so I ended up throwing away like three pieces of uh like a carrot, maybe in a quarter of a potato. I've got like a quarter cabbage that's uncooked. Um, it looks like you didn't do the cabbage. The cabbage I didn't is- do the cabbage. It does nothing for me. I, I love it. It's just, it's all t- texture, I guess. Not unless it soak in other flavors, but you know, I understand why people don't love it. I mean, I don't know. I liked the potatoes. I liked the carrots. Yeah. And what I usually do, I didn't tell you this, is I, I usually do... Um, some vegetables not in with the meat because they get too much of the like corned beef salt in there. And then you kind of mix it all together and you get, you know, cuts it out a little bit. But yeah. But then you have to cook them elsewhere or something. Yeah. You cook them in a, in a pot. I don't have time for that. <laughs> That's why I love the crock pot, slow cooker yeah. thingy, whatever it's called. And the sous vide. I made chicken last night in the sous vide. It was marvelous. The crock pot. It, it's crock pot, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the brand. Oh, okay. Wonderful. So, yeah. Throw it all in That's there what, in the morning, wait nine and a half hours and then eat it. You were asking me about like timing and it's like, well, that's the beauty of it is like you can't like overcook. Things. It takes a long time. If you like forgot something and it was like two hours, it's not going to be like ruined. It's going to be fine. So unless and you're I doing like it on that. high. Yeah. Uh, I like that a lot. Yeah. So yeah, I was a fan. That was my uh, second thing we've made in the slow cooker. We also did turkey chili uh, like a m- last month or something in there and it's like yeah i need to start utilizing this some more do and, a uh, do carnitas that's not a bad move you just get a pork shoulder and season it throw it in there and uh so yeah i walked into ralphie's yesterday i needed to get just a couple of items that gelson's doesn't typically have and i uh, saw some corned beef on sale right up front and Ooh. yeah it was like you described like three cents a pound basically but <laughs> Even the labeling and the packaging, it's like, this just looked like it was like garbage. Uh, I didn't look at the food, obviously. I just looked at the labeling of it. Uh, but yeah, I was not happy with that. I paid you know thirteen ninety nine a pound at Gelson's, but it was prime cut stuff and uh, very delicious. So again, I don't make it every day. Special occasion. It was worth it. Yeah, and it's, it's going to be gone, so... Uh, the cheap stuff is still good too. Uh, that's, what, that's what I get. But uh, it was weird this year they didn't have like the mid grade. Hmm. I mean, they didn't have any high grade either. But I mean, they just had the, the cheaper one, which is like I wonder just 
the higher ones are all going sold to Texas for brisket. Well, Gelson's had though. some jumbos, you know, you make for like SoFi Stadium. And it was like a hundred bucks. I don't know how many pounds it was. Yeah. You do the math, but uh, it was a big chunk. And they had a few different styles, all, you know, 78 bucks, $125. It's like, oh my God. Cat, yeah. like you need to cut it up into multiple slow cookers. You can't just put that in one. Well, maybe they're not slow cooking it. They have a restaurant oven. I don't know. <laughs> just going to boil it with yeah. their denim. You can boil it. That's how they used to make it. I know, Andy. They used to boil Gross. it three times. Ugh. Weird. Gotta make sure there's no germs on it. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. So that was uh, marvelous. And uh, I enjoyed every every single bite of that corned beef. Um, let's move right on into some movie stuff, Andy. Uh, I know you said Judd Apatow. My phone corrected it to Bud Apparition. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is 50. Yeah, so it's been 10 years since This Is 40 came out. And uh, Joe Dapito said he is uh, writing This Is 50 right now. So uh, I looked at it. He is he is 54, so he's past 50. But I guess Paul Rudd is actually the person where the 40 comes from. So he's probably 50 now if if the math all works out. Um, that's interesting. Oh, he's 52 already. So yeah, he's- How much longer is he going to be on the toilet? In this movie yeah. versus the, you know, 40. Yeah, that's something I'd, I'd like to know is, um, would Seth Rogen come back? He was referenced uh, in that scene. He was on the toilet playing uh, a game with him, I remember. Um, that was the reference to Seth Rogen's character. Because, uh, of course, there's a spinoff to Yeah, it's the same uh, knocked up. family or whatever. Catherine <laughs> Heigl like, wasn't in it, though, right? No, and okay. I don't think they even referenced her. And I think they did. I, I, I don't know. I haven't seen that movie in uh, so long. But yeah, I wonder if they would they'd do that. Seth Rogen hasn't been in one of these Judd Apatow movies in forever. I mean, they, they kind of went their separate ways. Um, I mean, and Apatow hasn't done all that much since This Is 40, but uh, could be good. Could could not be. I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know if I need to revisit these characters or also see like his kids again. Because remember, all the kids were his kids. I mostly want to know what's up with Graham Parker. Yeah. They make another album at the place. Um, oh, would uh, Lena Dunham be back in this one? Remember, she was she was yeah. in, at the record label. Yeah, Jason Segel is in it. That was very weird because he was also in Knocked Up, but it wasn't the same person. Where was he in this one? He was like a personal trainer for her. Aha! Uh-huh. And it was like, hmm. But you were in Knocked Up. Yeah, that's weird. Hmm. I mean, that stuff happens, but it was weird. Um, but yeah, I think I think this this could be really interesting, but again, also could be boring. I didn't. This is forty was not as good as knocked up, but seems like this should be straight to HBO Max. It won't be, yeah. but it seems yeah, like it I should mean, be. I mean, he's, his new movie we, we talked about is a straight to Netflix thing, but it does seem like HBO Max is the right place to go. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, well but again, he said he's just writing the it. He he's, has ideas, so it's not be like, done in forty one minutes. <laughs> Well, no, it's his movies are four hours long, so he's got to write a lot of pages. So yeah, but he writes them fast, I'm sure. Yeah. All right. Well, moving right along, uh, King Kong versus Godzilla is getting a sequel. This is uh, really exciting for me because I thought they were over with this. That uh, I think Godzilla is licensed out to 
Warner Brothers to make these movies because they don't own that character. And it's a, the Japanese can't take that character very seriously. Uh, so we got this great franchise of weird, weird and ridiculous movies of different tones. Um, but all culminated with Godzilla versus Kong last year. And I, I really enjoyed it. It's just all kinds of stupid. Uh, and it delivered on what the title says. We got multiple fights of Godzilla versus Kong just going at each other. Um, and I wanted more. And but, I mean, it's not going to be a rematch, right? There's going to be a new villain, giant yeah. creature that they work together to kill, right? There will have to be some sort of... Because um, even in this one, yeah. they joined forces to beat like a robot Godzilla. Yeah. So it's 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 the Batman v Superman thing of... They got it then at the end. They're like, actually, you're pretty cool. Now let's go fight the real bad guy. Um, so the, maybe, maybe they'll do it again. They'll forget they were friends. They'll fight again uh, in the middle of the movie. And then they're like, you're pretty cool. And then they got to take on like a, a tree monster or something. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what they do. Whatever they want. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I'm 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 for it. So uh, let it let it happen. You don't need, don't need humans. Just have the monsters talk to each other. I don't care. Um, so I mean, the last one had a budget of two hundred million dollars. Opening weekend, mind you, this came out probably in COVID times was thirty one million dollars, but it's grossed worldwide, coming in on five hundred million. So yeah, they're going to continue to make these, Andy. Rest assured. Yeah. Well, the concern was, yeah, Japan would be like, eh, we're going to just make more Godzilla stuff, but not part of your um, King Kong mashup thing. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Will Alexander Skarsgård return? Yeah. I think if he no, says, no I want to do it, Japan's <laughs> not going to say no. Well, that's the thing is all these movies have had different human casts the entire time. They never come back. Like Kyle Chandler was in the third one and then he was back in Godzilla vs. Kong for about one second. It's like, hey, oh, there he is. Yeah, okay. And then it was like Alexander Skarsgård and the Stranger Things girl. So who will it be this time? Nobody knows. Yeah. Uh, they haven't confirmed a director. The The guy who made the last one, Adam Wingard, said he'd be open to it, but has, has not confirmed to do it. So they also changed directors every time they did do one of these movies. So. Yeah, it's going to be uh, James Mangold. Sure. Just How'd you like that? Crossover with Indiana Jones. Yeah. Make pretty good. All right. Well, uh, that's always fun. Andy, I have something, and maybe you'll know more about it, but uh very least you could agree with it, I uh, will hope. The Batman, through a, v- a glitch, the newest one in theaters, uh, appears to be debuting... 45 days after uh, its initial theatrical release date, uh, which brings us to April 19th. We could expect to see it. Yeah, that is true. That is the new way of doing things. Um, Yeah. Warner Brothers announced that earlier this year that uh, remember last year, all the Warner Brothers movies just came to HBO Max on the same day. Uh, They said they weren't going to be doing that, but they would be doing putting them on 45 days later. And they, when they were asked, I said, does that include like your biggest movies like the Batman? They're like, yeah, yeah. So, so I thought that wasn't confirmed. We were just hoping. I mean, if they're, they, they've already announced that this, this is confirmed. Definitely. Okay. Um, and if they're doing it for this one, then they're probably doing it for everything. Yeah. This I, I, I don't know. A good test right here. Yeah. I don't know what other things they have. Um, 
<laughs> they, they had too, a, uh, I don't know. They had this commercial basically for like DC movies coming out in 2022. It's going to be a big year. Um, and then they delayed like a lot of them, like the the Flash and Aquaman are not going to come out this year. They're going to come out next year. Fake so out. I don't, I don't know if that means they're they're still not confident. I don't know. COVID-23 is coming. We don't know. I don't know what that means. COVID's not, <laughs> it's not coming. COVID-23. It'll come if you want, but yeah. colds come every single you know, winter. Know every time COVID-23. kids go back to school, they come back with colds. I'm telling you, you could have COVID-23. You just, we you need people to walk outside, Kevin McAllister style, and go, and I'm not afraid anymore. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't know if that had anything to do with what the decision Warner Brothers made. Just saying. They, okay. I don't so, know what the next big movie they have out that will then be available 45 days from then. Who knows? I mean, maybe... Uh, not Sonic the Hedgehog. Definitely not. I don't know. I have no idea what what else is uh, you know, coming out lately. Yeah, it's the same eleven trailers every time I go to the movies. I haven't been to a movie in a while, but let's move right along. I'm glad you confirmed that. I'm excited to uh, watch that at home, considering it's three hours. It's so nice to be able to pause it and you know go get a snack from the kitchen. Uh, True Detective new season, no director uh, or no original person, right? Yeah, so this is, uh, I don't think this is confirmed, but this is a rumor that HBO wants more True Detective, but they will not be doing it with uh, Nick Pizzolatto. I don't know. That's the author, of, or the writer of the series. He's a crime writer and you know created the series for HBO, and at least season one was massively successful. Uh, season three was really good, but no one wanted to watch it. Um, but I think it's still a property that means something to people. So HBO doesn't want to let that go. And uh, they're looking to do a new season. Uh, they're looking at the Barry Jenkins to run the season. He is um, he directed Moonlight, which won Best Picture a few years back. Um, I know he's doing <laughs> he's doing a Lion King like sequel. Which is, doesn't make sense or maybe a prequel or something about Mufasa. I don't know, but it's going to be in the same style of the John Favreau movie, which was creepy to me. Yeah, um, but it's like. Okay, this guy like won an Oscar, and then he's like, "I want to do this," so um, I want to see what that project is. But um, he might be doing a new True Detective as well. So uh, I think it's strange that it's like, well, we got to keep the brand, uh, but we won't keep the creative team. I think it's a little gross, but uh, if it's good, it's good, you know. Yeah, but if it's not, <laughs> if it's not, we'll find out. Mm-hmm. I'll find out how to. I found out if I'll find out ahead of time. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you will, Andy. Yeah. All right. Well, you have a couple of movie trailers. What are those about? Uh, they're actually they're they're streaming series because that's the only thing that comes out. Uh, the first one might interest you. Uh, coming to Netflix on May 5th, it's the Pentaveret, and this is uh, Mike Myers' series uh, based on the story that his character from one of the characters from. So I married him. An axe murderer talked about about the five people that run the world, um, and Mike Myers is now turning that into a Netflix series. Uh, so there's a trailer for this. It looks like he's going to be playing 19 characters, and um, it's got a bunch of other people in it, and it's six episodes. And uh, I don't, I don't care if it's good or not. I'm, I'm happy to see Mike Myers do something. Yeah, I mean, how many? 
Scottish people are going to be uh, played by him. I think they look they look to be all British or Scottish characters. He sure likes to do the Scottish accent. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's the origins of this story. So uh, makes sense that he would do more. Yeah, I mean, I don't see why I wouldn't give this a shot. Yeah. Just will you still have will you have Netflix on May 5th? Yeah, we always have Netflix. Yeah. And again, this could be terrible, but I'm still happy that it's happening. Yeah, I mean, Mike we should Myers, all pretend it's if great. If this wasn't Mike Myers, wouldn't be so inclined. No. But we'll see. I just hope it's not so much like the love guru and a little bit more like, you know, Austin Powers. I think it's a fine line there. It there, exactly. She probably thought the love girl was just as good as Austin Powers. What? So. He probably thought that. Oh, but I don't think we did after, you know, turning 16 years old. What year did that come out? Uh, It was after Austin Powers, probably 2008. Really? Wow. Yeah, it's pretty late. Way later. So he took a long time in between um, the last Austin Powers movie and that movie. Hmm. Um, Because he was busy doing Shrek stuff. Yeah. All right, well, very fun, very uh, interesting. What's uh, the second trailer? Uh, the next one won't interest you, I can oh, almost boy. guarantee. Um, more Marvel Disney Plus shows. Of course. Uh, they got to have more. Oh, more Christopher Lloyd's in Mandalorian Season 3. Yeah. What is he going to do? He's going to invent time travel. <laughs> time machines, yeah. <laughs> time of course, <laughs> come on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Disney Plus, uh, the next Marvel series which is not the next one coming out, but the next one we know that'll come out. So they got Moon Knight coming soon. Uh, but the next one after that is Miss Marvel, June 8th. So um, it is a high school girl who gets power somehow, and it's in New Jersey. So uh, interesting setting, interesting character, but it's just a whole lot. There's so, there's so much now that it's like, oh, it's cool. They have this, the Disney Plus stuff. And they could do smaller characters or smaller stories. Uh, but it's a ton to keep track of. It's like, oh, oh man, like, I don't know. Like, I watched the trailer. It's like, oh, this looks fine. I'm sure I'll enjoy it. But it's like, there's so many characters. It's so much to, to do. If you want to be up to date with all the Marvel stuff, it is it is a lot of work now. Um, so I understand now people are just going to be like, no, no, thanks. Is this the secret world of Alex Mack, too? <laughs> yeah, it might might be. Um, she gets a Capri Sun spill on her from a factory truck. Yeah, I mean, this little trailer doesn't. She like puts on a bracelet. And she's like, no, I'm powerful. Like, I don't get that, but maybe it's probably more interesting than that. But yeah, I mean, Alex Mack was like seventh grade or something, right? She was not a, a full on high schooler. Yeah, she was a kid because it was for kids like this. Yeah. yeah, I think this might be for kids. Um, this is going to be a no for me, dog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but. They just keep they keep putting them out there. There's going to be more. There's going to be like um, Sam Jackson's like, yeah, I'm coming back for like five more TV shows. Yeah. So get ready. Um, there's the She-Hulk, which. And that just I, is offensive. We talked about the She-Hulk like five years ago. Yeah, that was like before COVID. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They've been talking about the She-Hulk. Where is it? Although you will not like the She-Hulk. I just don't think any actress wants to be called She-Hulk. Well, she's not always the She-Hulk. Um yeah, but when she gets mad. 
You will not like it because uh, Mark Ruffalo is definitely in it. Yeah, and he's your least favorite person. Ugh. Like yeah. he's above Tyler Perry, but not by much. Tyler Perry can at least play roles where he's an attorney in Gone Girl and he's not annoying. Mark Ruffalo only can do the, oh, I'm confused, scratch the head. Hmm. He can be a journalist. That's all he has. And yeah, he could be a journalist. What about uh, the wrestling movie? He's good in the wrestling movie. What wrestling movie? Foxcatcher. Never saw it. Yeah. He played a wrestler. So there you go. I bet it got confused at one point or another, Andy. Probably yeah. confused. He, why is a wrestler? I was confused, but he was a wrestler. Yeah. And I've gotten better just because it's streaming. It's like, oh, you don't need to watch it. Like, I, I said no to watching the uh, Boba Fett. I didn't finish it. I started it. I didn't care for it. I found it to be a chore watching it. It's like, why am I doing this to myself? If I'm not enjoying it, you're done. You're off. There's so much other stuff to do. I could go play piano. Yeah, but is that playing piano better? Is it really? Yeah, I get more out of it. I don't get anything out of it. You do. If you come over, you can hear me play. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I think at this point, we're going to get into what we've been watching. But before we do, Andy, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our very good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. Your current dog leash gross it's covered in hair it's dirty drags on the floor your dog pees on it get a new one and go to the cliplessleash.com plug in promo code tony that is t-o-n-y at checkout and they're going to give you 65 percent off because they like us and we like them so head over to the cliplessleash.com and plug in promo code tony for 65 percent off it is the dog leash you've been waiting for andy all right, how many things do you have? Five. Oh, wow. I have one. Okay. Lead us off. All right. Uh, well, I still got uh, Batman on the mind here. So um, I watched uh, an animated movie, two-part movie. Oh, boy. On HBO Max. Uh, Batman The Long Halloween. And this is a... Andy, you're uh, just forever in October. It's uh, well, the the story doesn't take place during Halloween. It is, called, is the it long, called the long Halloween. It is called the long Halloween because the story starts on Halloween and ends on Halloween. So it takes place. Well, you're living Halloween. in Halloween. So, yes, this is Andy. Um, the long Halloween. It is a, it's a very famous comic book, uh, very influential to uh, a lot of the movies, including this latest movie, which uh, also begins on Halloween and takes place over a longer period of time. Uh, but it's a it's a story. It's early Batman. So early in his career and he's where there isn't really many um, like crazy villains and stuff. He's really battling organized crime. But like um, then there's a, a serial killer who's like taken out uh, mafia people um, on every holiday. So starts on on Halloween and then kills someone on uh, Thanksgiving, kills someone on Christmas and goes through like that. And they're um, have to, Batman has to solve the crime. He has to work with uh the district attorney, Harvey Dent, uh, and um, something happens to him in the movie. If you shouldn't really spoil it, but um, yeah, doesn't go well for Harvey Dent. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a good Batman story. It's definitely uh, not the biggest budget animation, uh, but these I like these things that they put out. Um, 
DC puts out a bunch of stuff every year. I'd say three or four um, comic book animated movies that are um, not kids shows. They're for adults uh, and they're not the biggest budget things. They're not great, but uh, they're fine. And they uh, satisfy the need for more Batman. There's, there's, a, there's a whole lot of them. Uh, and they cycle in and out on HBO Max. But um, if you go look, there you could, there's a bunch of them now. But this one came out uh, pretty recently, I think, last year. But yeah. uh, there's one where Batman is a ninja somehow. Oh, um, bet you I got to figure that one out. <laughs> I think he goes back in time and wins one of them. So it's like a lot of weird. Christopher Lloyd's stories. in that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, but yeah, it was it was cool to see how uh, what they pulled from this story in the new movie. So, all right. So you have three more, uh, four more, four uh, more. Next one, um, also animated, also superhero comic book uh, related. It is uh, on Amazon. It is the boys diabolical. So it is a spinoff cartoon series of the boys series, which I, I think is one of the best things on TV coming back uh, in a couple months for season three. Uh, it is uh, animated shorts in the world of the boys, which is uh, a popular idea right now. Uh, do you remember back in the day, the animatrix was a thing that came out. Yeah, that sounds there was a bunch of bunch of animated shorts um, in the matrix world. Uh, that Christian came out. Slater's in this, Andy. He is, and he's he's in the best one I've seen so far. So it's it's uh, eight like ten minute shorts uh, in different animation styles uh, with different weird characters. So uh, the first one was uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, who um, they're producers on the show, but on like the main show, uh, they wrote it, and it's like a Looney Tunes style cartoon. There's not even any dialogue, and um, but then it's like super violent. And then uh, the, the the highlight that I watched was uh, the Rick and Morty team. Did this one um, that's has Christian Slater in it as the narrator um, and a bunch of other like it's just like the reject superheroes because um, like in the boys universe universe, it's like a, a chemical that turns people into superheroes. So uh, they experimented on some kids and got some really great superheroes. Right. But they also got some total rejects. And this episode is about them. It's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a cool idea, but everyone's doing it. Marvel did theirs last year and like an animated thing of different things. There's a star Wars one. Um, there was a halo one from like 10 years ago that I watched. Interesting. Um, but it's a cool idea of just like, Hey, watch these short uh, episodes and it's animation. So you can go wild and do all kinds of weird stuff. Okay. So yeah, if you're a fan of the boys, it's worth checking out. It's not a huge investment, but I'm really more excited about the actual season, though. Mm-hmm. So now you have three more. Yes. You want to do one more, then I'll go. Okay. Uh, I watched West Side Story. Oh, Steven wow. Spielberg movie. So if the you've heard one. of him, he's a famous film director. Uh, this is his new movie. It's uh, currently on HBO Max and Disney Plus, I believe. Um, it's available to watch. So and the Oscars are coming on soon. So I was like, I should watch this just to see. So this is nominated for the um, best picture. Yeah, and I think a couple other things. So definitely, definitely cinematography, which uh, it probably should win because that is the uh, highlight of this movie. And it's like, why was this worth making? Uh, to do interesting things that you couldn't necessarily do in the '60s, or you definitely can't do on a stage uh, with a stage play. 
but it's like I don't care about musicals. I don't care about this story. Um, but it, I still enjoyed it enough. It's not like I'm uh, dancing to the music or anything during any of these don't sequences. Lie. But I can appreciate the art of it. Of you have this elaborate dance sequence, and rather than just your focus on one part of it, you can have a camera sweep across, and it's like that's cool. That's cool shit. So, what kind um, of music is uh, playing in this? I don't know. I don't even know what to describe it as. It's like it's, if it was the Beatles, it's not. The I Beatles. get behind they're, it they're or the Rolling songs. Stones. They're I could original jam. songs, and no, they're not rock songs. They're musical but, songs. They sound like songs from musical, and you know the music. Like a lot of this music is 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 famous music. Um, in spending stuff in pop culture for can't you hear me knocking in it no well then andy i'm out um yeah I, you're probably out but um yeah what else did i want to say about this? uh it it it's visually interesting um but i don't care for the music uh the story i knew that the story was just romeo and juliet but i didn't know it was really just romeo and juliet and it's uh you know, a guy from uh, the white people gang and the girl is a Puerto Rican. And is that what they're called? Uh, they're the Jets. The they're white the Jets. people gang. They're, yeah, but they're the white people gang. I thought they were Irish gang at first, but then it was like, no, no, they're just various white people who are um, being like forced out of their neighborhoods. There's no way Ansel um, is Irish. No, they even say he's like German or something. I don't know. But like the other like main gang guy is is definitely irish um and they try to like paint an irish flag over the puerto rican mural very nice uh, and they get in a fight um but yeah that's one of the weird things about this movie is is ansel elgort is i don't hate him as an actor and i don't i'm not involved in all the controversies he might have uh he has controversies yeah like he liked was 23 and there was, there was a 17 year old girl and I don't know. I don't care. I don't care. And it happened like eight years ago, but um, I thought that was him and Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah. um, I think all it happened before the Kevin Spacey stuff, but, but he is weird in this movie. I don't think he's that um, charming or anything. He's supposed to be the, the male lead. He's the Romeo character, if you will. And it's just a little awkward, which, which works in baby driver. I think he's um, good in Baby Driver because he doesn't talk. He just yeah, um, baby. This, oh, that's so fun. He's a little guy, but he can drive and he likes music. Yeah, he's not very charismatic in this, um, and that's just strange. I don't, I don't know. I don't. Did Spielberg see something in him? He's like, this is a kid. Like I, I don't know. But I would say that was a low part for that movie. But I see the art in it, but it's not the kind of thing I love. So, which is probably what I expected going in. Okay. Are you ready for mine now? Yes, we could do it. I watched on Netflix from 2022, Jason Siegel, Jesse Plemons and Lily Collins windfall. So, uh, this movie starts out with a uh, very little dialogue to start. Jason Siegel is just kind of walking around a house and then you quickly learn, oh, this isn't his home. And, uh, you know, he's he's robbing them as people might do. But then the owner of the house and his wife come home. Now, I guess this isn't their average home. They're, uh, you know, very wealthy, uh, you know, people. So, you know, 
he tries to get more money from them and uh yeah and then uh you know there's a twist at the end and all that kind of fun stuff and you just learn more about the characters as the time goes on it takes place over a call it two days it's interesting it's a netflix movie it's not amazing it's not the best movie i've ever seen in my life but it's a netflix movie it's worth watching it's an hour and a half um i enjoyed it there's literally four people in this movie and uh the fourth person is only in may maybe seven and a half minutes. Uh, so as you can imagine, these movies keep popping up COVID movies where, you know, close set. This is all, all of this takes place at a house actually in Ojai fun enough where I was recently. Um, it's fun. It's worth, you know, given an hour and a half of your time. If you like any of these actors, um, I did have kind of a hard time. It's not supposed to be funny, but you know, Jason Siegel, do you know him from anything other than funny? Uh, and so like when he's yelling at them, you're just like, it sounds kind of funny. <laughs> it's like Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it, it's fine. Jesse Plemons is, is pretty good. Um, I've not really watched anything of Lily Collins. She does Emily in Paris, which my wife watches. And uh, I don't remember seeing Jason Siegel in anything. And I don't know how long with like the last thing I saw him in. Uh, so is that a bad stretch? Yeah. So he's yeah. in the Lakers show. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I did not watch last night's episode, but I've been, you know, catching up on him throughout the week, just 20 minutes here, 15 minutes there kind of thing. It's fine. I'm waiting for it to pick up really, um, get into the, the groove. Um, but back to this movie. Yeah. So like I said, if you like, a kind of a drama kind of uh mostly a drama i guess caper maybe uh give it a shot yeah i saw it on there i was like oh I, same thought of he was like oh jason siegel um i know he's been in like little things here and there but yeah he hasn't done comedy i think he's like burnt out on comedy after he made the muppets movie or whatever yeah uh so he want i mean that's everything he's done that i've known of has been like drama parts so I don't know. Make freaks and geeks too. Do it. The last movie of his I saw was almost ten years ago. Sex tape, which was oh just yeah, awful. That's what did it for him. Like <laughs> iPads like, were free in that movie in that world. He's like, I'm out. I'm not doing this. He borrowed our iPad. Like, how often does that happen? <laughs> I don't know. I never watched it. Didn't want to. It also yeah. killed uh, Cameron Diaz's career. She never. Was yeah, it's true. Again, she's she like, I'm tired after that. Yeah. All right. What are your last two? Yeah, so uh, first one here, uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. This is on Netflix right now. Uh, this is I've based on this. the the famous book that scared the shit out of yeah, me as a kid. Children's my book. Brother. It's a children's book with these very creepy illustrations, and you know it if you've seen it. Uh, so it was cool that they adapted it, and they adapted it pretty well, getting these images, I'd say. Uh, it's very good effects uh, with the monsters and whatever kind of stuff there is. Um, but I didn't love this movie. It was, it seemed very derivative of goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Oh, and the big, the, we read the book and then the monsters come to life. It's like, you guys just watched the goosebumps movie and just took it. Like what? What? And, uh, apparently that was Guillermo del Toro's idea. So he's a producer on this movie. Uh, I was originally just going to be an anthology movie telling the stories. And then he's like, no, no, no. How about you have it where, uh, the stories come to life and they, it's like, all right, you you probably didn't watch Goosebumps then, Guillermo. 
Um, well, I don't think they had it in Colombia. Where is he from? <laughs> Mexico. Mexico. Yeah, I don't know. They didn't have the Goosebumps 2015 movie. No. It's too bad. Well, I just don't think he watched that. <laughs> when he's a child, that's a different story. I guess he's obviously also older than us. Yeah. Uh, but apparently this movie was successful enough that they're supposed to be making a sequel. It does kind of end with a cliffhanger. Um, I saw this before COVID in 2019 yeah, in theaters. Yeah, and I summer. had a shush this obnoxious child to the side of us. who just kept laughing as everything was so funny. It's like, kid, if you don't, if you haven't seen these books as a kid, you're not going to, this isn't for you. Like, yeah, it, it does look kind of dumb, but don't laugh at it. They scare the shit out of everyone who's not a teenager in this audience when they were kids. That scarecrow was really good. Whoever made that mask. Yeah, that was real good at being scary. So I right, let that dumb kid have it. it Only person in there laughing too, just giggy. Annoying. So it did inspire me to go watch um, like 10 seconds of Goosebumps. Uh, I went to the episode. Just need to get a uh, fix. The bumps. I just wanted to watch the kids say that's no rabbit. Ah, yeah. I, I often to... think of that line. Did you it's wet so yourself, Andy? It's so good. Tony's listening somewhere, <laughs> cracking up. It's. I wonder why that kid isn't. He should be at the Oscars next week or whatever that is. Be presenting best actor to everyone. Um, Wasn't that Ryan Gosling? No, it was just some kid. Oh. Ryan Gosling had a different thing. Okay. Um, okay, the last thing I have here. Uh, horror movie that just came out this week. I went to see it in theaters. Uh, X. It is a A24 horror movie uh, directed by Ty West. Who uh, I've, never, I've never seen any of his movies, but I know, know who he is. I know he was uh, came from other directors, worked with other directors and stuff. Uh, but this is the first movie of his I've seen. Um this is really good, really interesting. Um, a blending of a typical A24 style horror movie with uh, more exploitive type of horror movies, slasher type stuff. Uh, it's definitely highly influenced by Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It is 1970s. Uh, a group go, uh, they rent a house on a farm and they go to shoot a porn movie um and then bad things happen while they are there uh, of course you know they're doing bad things so the people in the rural areas don't like that that kind of stuff why is josh brolin um, on a photo he's not in this movie so <laughs> well he's on a photo at an event for it oh okay maybe maybe you want to see it I don't executive know. producer or something didn't see his name i don't know what connection he'd have to any of these people um That's weird but yeah, it, it's it's really cool how it's like I said, it's like it, it's like an A24 movie where it could be it's about more than what's shown on the screen. There's meta metaphors and there's uh, a lot of artistic shots, but then there's also violence. And it's it's cool how they mirrored that with basically the story in in the movie, which is they're there to make this porn movie. But also like the director's like, there's no reason this can't be artistic. But, you know, we also have to deliver on what people want in a porn, but we also can make it interesting and look interesting. And it's like, well, that's kind of what they're doing with this movie is we can make a slasher movie and deliver all the kills that you want, but also be interesting and artistic at the same time. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty pleasing for 
horror fans. Uh, the cast was really good. This was the this is the third time this year I went to the movie theater and saw a horror movie uh, featuring the actress Jenna Ortega. So she was uh, one of the main characters in the Scream movie. She had a small part in the uh, Foo Fighters horror movie that I saw, and then she interesting had a big role in this one as well. Um, Andy, you got to stop going to scary movies. Like you're going to wear yourself out before. No, I'll watch all. It's of even them. the Fourth of July. No, I'm fine. They they come out whenever they want to come out. So. I'm fine with that. Um, Kid Cudi was in this. That was cool. <laughs> he played uh, one of the best porn names, uh, Jackson Hole. That was his uh, his name in this. Uh, pretty good. Um, but yeah, like all the people in this movie were really good, um, including like the main character. Like I like I kind of recognize her. She's been in some things I've seen. I guess she's like she was married to Shia LaBeouf and then they weren't married and then they're back together. And it's like, well, that sounds like a mess. Um, so that means probably uh, helps you be a good horror actress if you spend yeah. a lot of time with Shia LaBeouf. Um, and oh, also they the two of them in a photo. They uh, Does she have eyebrows. She, she has a very, very unique look. I don't know. She has. Yeah, she's like tan and has freckles, but only on one side of her face. And it's like red hair. It's like I it's all over the place. I don't think she has eyebrows. Maybe not. Maybe she has that Charlie Villanueva disease. Um, but apparently they shot a prequel um, to this in like the 1900s, like at the what? same farmhouse um, while they made this movie, like kind of in secret. So. So they made two movies at the same time, <laughs> I guess. I mean, like, again, COVID, you know? Yeah. They, I, I saw they did. They went to New Zealand because it's like, hey, New Zealand, New Zealand. Nothing's happening. Just come over. Like, as long as you get tested before you get there, then we're like isolated on our own island. So, pretty good. Yeah. All right. Anything else to add? Oh, uh, no, that is it. Pretty solid. And yeah, I have no idea why Josh Brolin was holding a microphone at the one of those events for that movie. I'm, I don't know. He's not cool listed guy. as a producer. He's a cool guy. <laughs> exactly. She's <laughs> like, give him a mic. Let's see what he has to say. All right. Um, You've been listening to episode 263 of the Tony Stick Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Loves Scary Movies in October. Andy. Yeah. Okay. I'll see you later. Almost got lost there.